Okay, it's time and I'm back again. I know it's been a minute and I'm sorry. I won't go too far into explanations or anything like that. I just, I raised a kid by myself, so sometimes life gets complicated. But today, I'm actually quite excited. I want to talk about something that has been plaguing my mind relentlessly for months now. It's it's the focal point of the next series of talks that I want to have on this platform. And I'm excited and happy about the fact that I finally decided that I don't really care about subscriptions and and trying to do things the way everybody else is doing things. I like doing this for free. I like not having a price on the truth. I, I like doing this the way that I'm doing it. And I'm going to be doing this differently. But... I digress back to the point. The title of this one is The Creation of the Perfect Slave. I'll probably just title it The Perfect Slave. I've been talking about this here and there and there and here on my media platforms. I'm going to add the link to both of my social media platforms so that you can follow me because really my planning for a lot of this is that I'm really, really bad at relaying information. I'm horrible at it because I usually butcher it and the key points are the only things that I usually remember. I'm bad at remembering names because of my ADHD and I'm even worse at like like teaching people things. Uh, my way of teaching is usually different than a lot of other people's because I, I use analogies and I'm good at comparing things and kind of teaching from through comparison. That's how I teach. Uh, so I say that to say this, the reason why I'm going to be putting my social media information in all of my podcasts from here on out is because, you know, I, I like sharing information that way. I like my Instagram. I like being able to point you to the guy that gave me the knowledge that I'm sharing with you. And social, my social media platforms, that's that's what I use them for, is for simply for for information dumping. And this is where I like to get my thoughts out. So, the perfect slave. I want to start by talking about something that's going to seem off topic for a minute. And I'm going to get back to the point slowly but surely. And by the time I'm done talking, hopefully, we will be of a like mind. bees I found out in like 2014 I think the power of knowing most things in life are a matter of knowing and uh, humans are no different so let me go into what I learned first of all I learned it from YouTube so it's kind of really not something that I can 
say like proudly but that's why I learned this from is I learned this from YouTube from a YouTuber named uh, Biologically Toxic now last I checked YouTube pulled uh, that platform or that page down and a long time ago but I learned a lot from this YouTube creator and they, they were always posting videos where they were asking like pointed questions about society and the government and it really started my journey but my journey down you know the path of truth but um, there was this one that I watched that I'll never forget and the, and the videos were always well done they were well edited and they were creative and insightful and all, all of these videos all of them were just him asking questions and he was always talking about the hive mind and about uh, what it meant to be a part of the hive mind and and uh, the videos were always like about like the same types of stuff I talk about but there was this one in particular where he was talking about bees and it, it goes to this this professor and I of course can't remember his name ADHD be damned but um, he's talking about bees and what he says is this is that uh that bees don't fly, they levitate. And when he first told me that, and, and all of everything that I'm saying has a purpose to it, when I first heard that, it was like something in my head was like, he's right. And I didn't even fucking know why he was right, but something in my head was like, he's right. Instinctively, like when I first heard the words, bees don't fly, they levitate. But of course the skepticism there was this innate skepticism like I had to hear more of what he had to say. And so he proceeds to say this. He, he says that, he, that the first time he learned this, he was in a physics class. And the physics professor told him that he would never see this in, in any of their textbooks. And that it would never be there. But that... Because uh, like he was, they were talking about bees and he was saying, Well, you do realize that, that bees aren't, aren't built to fly. Their bodies, you know, aren't built to fly. Like, you know, they're, 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 they are technically structured in a way that where if you looked at a bee, brass tacks, there's no way in hell it should be able to fly. And the, the professor was telling him this. And he was one of, those, one of the, the men, the few people in the room that asked him, he says, he says then what's the truth? Then why, how can they fly? And the professor, he paused for a minute, of course, and he looks around the room and almost whispers it, you know, the, this explanation. And he tells them, you know, this. And he says this, of course, like whispering, but basically that that bees have a hollow cavity inside of them and their abdomen, slightly ab above their abdomen, but in that area, there's a, there's a hollow cavity. And when they flap their wings, a magnetic electromagnetic harmonic resonance is created that forms somewhat of a bubble around them. And when they flap their wings, this harmonic resonance, this this resonance is created and starts from this hollow cavity in their abdomen. And when it reaches the same frequency that the earth is sitting on, and the earth has a frequency, you can look this up. I don't know what it is off the top of my head and I'm not looking it up now, but when the bees match this frequency, 
they become a free agent. They go wherever the hell they want to. And then the person, Biologically Toxic, who makes this video, he edits in while the guy is talking an actual National Geographic or it was Net Geo Wild or some shit like that where they were where they were doing an experiment with bees in a fucking field. And they put GPS trackers on the bees. And through a process of watching these bees just do what they do, they noticed that despite being in a field that had upwards it was like higher than just your, your standard 30 or 40 mile an hour winds. They were, they were a little bit higher than that. And these bees were flying in straight lines. Which, according to physics, is impossible to their, their mass, their size, how they're shaped, the fact that they're not aerodynamic for shit. Like, they shouldn't be able... And they, and they were flying fast. They, they weren't just like... Fly, they were flying as though nothing was hindering them in straight lines. Now, I don't know about you, but that's odd. And you won't find it in any textbooks as to why it's odd. And the thing about it is, is that the scientific community knows this, amongst other things that they know full well, and you'll never hear about it. For some of you, this is probably your first time hearing what I'm saying. And if you look it up and you did your own research, you'd find out that what I'm saying is true. And if you looked around on YouTube long enough, you would find a whole swath of communities of people who have dedicated their lives to studying insects and the interesting things that they found out about insects as to how they grow, the fact that their growing cycles and their, their size is all regulated by how much oxygen they can intake and the fact that they breathe through their bodies. So, oh, one more thing. You might, if you're lucky, find a whole bunch of videos of people doing weird things with beetle shells, particularly the ones that, that flap over their wings. Um, yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff and that. You might want to look into that. Um, and uh, someone else that I would suggest you look into um what is this dude's name give me a second because um, it's, it's all of this stuff is kind of related to flat earth theory whether you you, you realize it or not it, a lot of what i'm talking about is related to flat earth theory almost everything that i've talked about since the beginning of me starting this podcast is related to flat earth theory in one way shape or form but i digress um his name is duke Damn it, come on. Um, I don't know, it'll come to me later. But he's kind of like the, the father of of what we know about flat earth theory. And he, he talks about a lot of these, these things too. But um, this is just a matter of knowing. The process of life, most of, of life is a matter of knowing. The bee knows full well what it is capable of doing and, and how it does what it does. It knows it. It's no different than birds. Like, we used to think that a bird had to fall in order to learn how to fly. It's not exactly the case. The bird, by definition, leaps from the top of the nest because it knows that it can fly. It instinctively knows it. Now, whether it can meet its potential and actually do so is a matter of ability, sometimes chance, uh, but I mean, 
most things in life are a matter of individual ability. You either can or you cannot. It's either in you to do it or it's not. And see, this is the rub here. This is where I get to talk about what I've really been wanting to talk about, about how you create a slave. See, most living things on this earth operate under what they know. We don't shame a, a lion for tearing apart an antelope. We, we, we don't shame monkeys. I mean, we try to. We do now. But I mean, like, like for example, like PETA doesn't give a fuck about all of the homeless fucking cats and dogs that are sitting on the fucking streets right now. Because if they did, they would have a whole organization of people set up to grab and scoop and cat. But no, what does PETA do? They fuck with the the guy that's a that's a career, you know, hunter that shoots an endangered freaking rhino. You know, they'll tear that guy a new one. Or, you know, some fancy hoity-toity Hollywood, you know, uh, acolyte, you know, they'll, they'll jump his ass or her ass for, for wearing some endangered, you know, boots or some shit. But, you know, they don't really give a shit about the, the huge swath of, of unaccompanied animals that just kind of litter our streets nowadays. You know, we, we know that animals will do what animals do because they know to do what they know how to do. Humans, on the other hand, are the only ones that we try our damnedest on the negative end. Like, I'm not talking about on the positive end. On the positive end, humans, we can do amazing things. We can treat creatures that aren't even within our species as though they're family. Like, we, we, we can do amazing things when we try, amazingly positive things when we try. But on the negative end, we will treat any living thing that is not us as though it is less than human and thus deserves to die simply because we choose that its existence is at the moment inconvenient. And we do this with each other. And this, in essence, is was the very birth of slavery. Because another man had something that you wanted and you weren't physically capable or smart or, you know, cunning and quick and clever enough to find a way to get it yourself. And so since you lacked the ability, you did what? You schemed and you plotted and you did what you could to usurp him and to get that spot. It's a tale as old as time. I mean, in the Bible, it was done, you know, in the Garden of Eden, like day three, like, it, it, it happens. Anytime a man has war than another man or another creature of any sort, someone comes to take. It's the haves and the have-nots. But see, what I want to get to is I want to get to the very nature of this thing to where it really, really got away from us. Like, the nature of things and how men can be. See, in the old times, back when when a man could just, with a sword and a shield, walk up and take what he wanted, we didn't really think of how far that could go. Right? So, like, to kind of pause for a second, the reason why I'm talking about this 
is because I'm one of those weird people that I'm always trying to confirm what I believe to be true in the in the content that I watch and in the immediate reality around me. I'm always trying to confirm what I believe to be true. I have always believed that we're all just a bunch of damn slaves. I've always believed that to be true. Because as long as I've been in the conspiracy truther community, as long as I've been a part of it since before Occupy Wall Street and, and Anonymous and shit, when they were, you know, when you knew that those guys were a bunch of just random kids fucking don't, you know, putting the middle finger to the government. Like back then, we always knew that shit to be true. It was kind of like a standard thing, especially if you were evangelical. Most old school Christians have always believed that this was a prison planet and that, and that Lucifer ran the show and that we were all slaves to the system. We've always believed that. It's just that now it's so in your face and so like dead honest affrontery that, that when you tell people that they're a slave, nowadays like the average person who's kind of hip to what's been going on and has been red pilled even a little bit just goes yeah like yeah i could see that yeah yeah and that that's the most heartbreaking part for me that's the part that makes me want to just just pull my fucking hair out because it shows me that the indoctrination that the mind control is working that it has worked COVID is proof that it worked. Uh, uh, 9-11 is proof that it worked. Like the before, the after, what people believe about 9-11. Like, like a lot of these big events are further proof to me because how the narrative shifts and how the average person follows the narrative shift. Like verbatim. It's almost to the point to where you can where you can wholeheartedly predict what people are going to do now based off of the situation and how the the main narrative is being portrayed. Slavery is a business now. It's a big business and it crept in it crept in like like through like broad daylight and we we just kind of ignored it. Because, I mean, what happened? Um, slaves, okay? So in the beginning, there was there were free men. There were, there were men that had land, that lived on land. I'm talking like beginning, 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 beginning. You know, there, there were men that, that had plots of land. You know, like most of the other animals and, and everything were allowed to be free. They could be free to a certain extent. I mean, there were certain ones that we wanted to subjugate, but we subjugated them because of utility. It wasn't because they were lesser or, or anything like that. In a lot of cases, we needed them, like horses and shit. You know, so yeah, whenever we saw a group of horses, we tried to subjugate them. But I mean, it was only out of utility because we didn't want to walk everywhere we fucking went. And so, yeah, we, we procured animals in which that we could ride. And then we procured other animals that had utility in other ways, like dogs and stuff that, that we could use to protect our land and a, a notice notice to alarm if, if someone trespassed on our territories because dogs and stuff were good for that. We were always trying to find a use for things, for other living things. We, human beings were great like that. We can find use for all kinds of shit, especially things that are living. Now, the thing is where this went to a dark turn is where we started trying to find a use for things that could possibly fight back. And even, you know, of course, 
say, no, I don't want to do this. But that was when we realized that if you had enough men and you had enough weapons and you had enough arms and you had enough you know, resources that you could make people see things your way, that you could make large groups of people see things your way, that you could force them to. And that, of course, when you have enough power and you have enough influence and you control enough land and you control enough resources and you control enough people, you can change the history books and make it to where you're the, the, the hero that, you know, you didn't come and wipe out an entire, you know, uh, uh, tribe. No, 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 no. They were a bunch of fucking barbarians. They were, they were killing each other just as quickly as you were wanting to, to take the land from them. And so it just seemed like it was a better fit. Now, look, we have all this progress and technology and societies and people are, are living and we have clean water and all kinds of stuff like that. But when you look at things in context, is it really better? Really? Okay, think about it. Like, we'll, we'll use, like, public bathrooms for an example. So, there used to be a time where water was one of the most precious things that we had on the planet. We protected it, like, naturally. You know, you didn't... You, there, there was rules, like, to the game. Like, you didn't piss upstream and all kinds of stuff like that. Like, so we, we looked out for each other and we protected the water. Water was always kind of a precious thing to us. Always has been, probably always will be. But modernization has turned water into this thing that we can use and exploit and doctor up in fact it's not even good enough as is anymore we have to add shit to it constantly constantly fucking with things that have no need to be fucked with but that's what humans do now that's the idea of of slavery is is to take things out of its natural existing state and force it to bend to your will we just we just created a whole bunch of arbitrary rules around it, a, a whole bunch of things to to say and do the song and dance around the inhumane way we like to treat living things and things that we deem not living, like water. Now. What I want to do is I want to kind of go into the to, to the, the context of, of things. And I want to talk about just little bitty microcosms of things and really expand on them contextually. Because, like, we're okay with abortion now, right? We're, we're okay with abortion now. Because back in the day, it was, it was, you know, there was a time when it was no big deal for, you know, Mongols and Vikings and, and, and horrible men that the only thing that was on their mind was to rape, kill, destroy, and take whatever they could. You know, it was okay back in the day to do these things because might made right. You know, if, if you were a, a tribe, a village of people and then these tribes, these tribes and villages that used to be taken by barbarians and and the Vikings and the Mongols and you know the the Islamic raiders, you know the the women that were raped, the families that was were destroyed. These were families where they believed in marriage. A lot of times they were Christian families. 
But uh, I mean, like in the old days, people, the people that were being made into slaves, a lot of times they came from families, like whole ass together. Like they lived in these communities where there was fathers and grandfathers and uncles and cousins and, and everybody lived in these communities and there was best friends and they fished and they hunted and they gathered together in these communities. That was how the beginning of the world really, really was. It was it was a lot of married families, a lot of people who had grown up in these groups and tribes together. And even in, amongst the Indians, even amongst the, the cannibalistic ones, that was how these 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 tribes were formed. It was marriages and groups and families and communities, even in these places that are like like these communities, these islands where we're not even supposed to go now where they have cannibals. It's still like that. Lots of places in the old world, it's still like that. Whereas communities of married people, people who are joined together in some way, shape or form, religiously, or but, but it's social and it's upstanding and everybody believes in it that's in that area. That was how it was. That was how it has always been. And on the flip side, there were people that would rise to power and would seek to destroy every fucking bit of that. And they would go into these areas and they would kill all of the men and they would do horrible things to the children, especially if they were male children, like dashing their heads against stones, like babies, toddlers, like like sodomizing them, like doing, I mean, just the most horrible shit. Shit that dudes with money do behind closed doors for fun now. But these guys used to do like for the shit of it just i mean to take over land and they would take everything they would take all the women they would kill all the men all the male babies and the women and the women children they would take and they would rape and sodomize them in groups like the entire fucking army of men would run through all of these wives all within the same fucking day and the most prettiest of them of of them all were usually saved for kings and for rulers and for like like high value trade you know, gorgeous women were high-value trade back in the day. If you were beautiful and without blemish and a virgin, that was probably the only thing that was going to spare your life. <laughs> Honestly. And, I mean, that was just kind of the rule of the day. It's no different than it is now because the most gorgeous women in the land usually have the most power and can get away with fucking literal murder and can do whatever the hell they want in society. And, like, average dudes, regular men, like, are considered, like, less than human compared to the most beautiful woman in the land. And, I mean, times really haven't changed that much. But, I mean, yeah, that was how it was back then. And it, so, like, now now that I've, I've talked about that, let's get into the, to the really fun part to talk about. Because, you know, turning someone into a slave was nothing back in those days all, all it took was a burned village and the death of your husband you know a lot, a lot of the times or, or you know in, in the case if you're a man just being weak <laughs> just being weak as a man was enough to, to make you a slave because if you were a fighting age if you were a warrior of any sort and these men came upon you that wanted to subjugate you if you were a fighter you fought until you died that was really all there was to it and if you were too weak to kill, well, of course, you became a slave. That was what a slave was. In the, in the beginning of, of what constituted a slave, a slave was simply just a man that was too weak to kill. Like the, the warriors, they didn't consider you a threat enough to kill. They weren't. They were, dude, 
movies like Conan and shit, they really have motherfuckers believing that there were just dudes like Conan just walking around. No, 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 no. Dudes like Conan were a rarity. You almost, you almost didn't get guys like that because guys like that were dead already. Like if he was strong enough to build himself up to to get muscles to fight back, like he was always like that. It's very few men were built in such a way that where they, they, they even in those types of environments because all right, hold on. Because you're misunderstanding the core principle of a slave. A slave is is supposed to be weak. They're supposed to be beaten and beaten down. Like that that's what you what you do. Like the whole reason why I'm talking about this is because of of an anime that really piqued my interest and got me thinking about these these things. It's called it's called Vinland Saga. I've talked about it before. You really should check it out. It is a great anime. It's a great show. And it talks about these old times and about the the, the, the Vikings and about what these guys believe. And these, these men they were these were considered the apex of men of their time. And a lot of old regimes like idolized these guys. Even Hitler did about what these guys believed. And these men, man, they believed if you were weak, if you were a weak man that could not defend your life, you deserved everything that happened to you. You deserved to have your wife raped in front of you. You deserved to, to have your, your life taken from you. You deserved to have your children subjugated under new rule. Like you deserved to have your farms burned and your and your livelihood completely destroyed because you were weak. Like you deserve nothing. The weak deserved nothing in this world. And that was what these men believed. And they would come upon you in the middle of the night or in broad daylight and they would kill and they would burn and they would destroy and they would laugh and they would enjoy it and for these guys the battlefield was Valhalla and they didn't give a damn about a weak man and his tears or the crying lamentation of women and children they didn't give a shit it was it was heaven for them and these were the kinds of men that stood on the other side of the wall for men that believed in Jesus Christ and believed in families and believed in love and peace and honor and, and just were just trying to exist and live off of the land. And even the, the cannibalistic, even those guys, at the very end of the day, in their heart of hearts, they didn't want to take anything over. They just wanted to take care of their own. And they saw life how they saw it and they lived how they lived. But at the end of the day, these were just free men trying to live life how they saw that they could. And then there were the men on the other side that saw nothing but stuff that could be taken. If only I had enough men, if only we had enough guns, if only, you know, this and this and this and this, we could take all of it. We could take their women, we could take their land, we could take, we could take, we could take. And these two men have always existed. The difference is, is that the man on on the right, the man that, that, that cares about family and love and peace and honor and, and, and respect and, and martial discipline and all this, that man sat idly by while the man that sought nothing but the the snake oil merchant, the man that wanted to enslave other men, the man that saw the beautiful woman and said, that must be mine. Like that man, the man that that seeks wealth and power and influence and status and, and prestige, that man found a way to make it to where him and other men like him could sit in the highest seats, could make the rules, could make the laws could determine who was slaves and who weren't. And these guys got really, really good at stacking chips and 
making the best plays. The weak man, the cowardly man, is the most is the man that needs to be watched the most because to a coward, nothing is off limits because they're always they're always striking from a from perceivedly from their position from how they think they're always striking from a disadvantage so whenever they do something vengeful or spiteful they always go for the throat because they don't know any other way to live because for them life is always unfair it's always unfair and so of course they they, this man when he gets power he seeks to make it fair he seeks to force it into alignment and what he believes is how he does that. So if he believes that, you know, a black man's life is less than nothing, then of course when he when he has the opportunity to pounce upon him and make that man his slave, he will ins- constantly tell him every day, you're nothing. You're nothing. You're less than nothing. I want you to believe it. He has to drill it into his very soul that this man is nothing so that he continues to do what he wants because this man doesn't want to work in the field. This man doesn't want to till his own ground. This man doesn't want to sweat from his own damn brow. And so he sublet his problems out to somebody else. They made it his problem. And it's conditioned him to believe he has to. He has to condition him to believe that this is his lot in life. That this is all that he is worth and this is all that he will be able to do. And this is the only thing, the only way that he will find honor and respect in this life is this job. He has to. He has to convince this person of this. See, we forget Nazi Germany is a perfect example of this. We forget that these motherfuckers that run the show have devoted their lives and the lives of scientists have employed these guys. All the weak man will always sub, always, always contract his problems out to somebody else. He has to. He has to because he's not going to do the work. He's not like the honorable man. He's not like the hardworking man. He's not like the man that believes in community and love and and love thy neighbor as thyself. He's not like this man at all. He will always try to employ others. He will always try to enlist help. He will always try to find someone that has a common enemy in you. It's it's the same reason why, why, why in the Garden of Eden, the snake, the talking snake goes after Eve first instead of Adam. Because Adam is in line with the truth. Eve came in before she even got to really understand what the truth was. And in her ignorance, the snake capitalized on it. A matter of knowing. Everything in life is a matter of knowing. You either know or you don't. You either know who the bad guys are or you don't. It's the reason why most military-minded men, most martial-minded men, they always sit in a position in any room that they're in where they can watch the door and watch the exits both of them usually they'll sit where they can watch the watch all of the main exits so they don't miss anything it's not because they don't trust everybody in the room part of it but it's so that they can see a problem before it even starts observance knowledge understanding the power of knowing but see, what you want to do with your slave is you don't want your slave wanting to know shit. You don't want your slave wanting to question shit. Because a good slave is a slave that doesn't give a fuck about shit. But what the fuck you want that slave giving a fuck about? That's a good slave. 
A really good slave will work 60 to 70 hours without complaint. A good slave, a good slave will be proud of the work he's doing for minimum wage and pennies on the dollar and having no claim to the work he's done. Work 40, 50 years for a fucking company, 401ks and all this fucking shit and still be broke. Four years later, even after they laid his ass off, don't got a dime to show for it because all that time he was spending all that money to maintain a lifestyle, an image, an idea, uh, uh, an illusion of reality. One that he's formed for himself and the companies, the businesses and all this stuff. That's that's what they do. They get you in there. They want you to be a part of a family. That's the reason why they talk about it like that. Join our team, join our family. That's the reason why they get super, super offended when you take time off. That's the reason why they get super, super offended when you have personal shit that you need to handle. And they want so bad to know what that personal business is. Because... Your job is just another landowner. See, businesses, most businesses are like tiny serfs. So like if if you were to look at America like feudal Japan, so you could look at like like the 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 money interest, like the big money interest, the guys that like the big corporations that run like all of the businesses, like the fact that a lot a lot of these companies are owned by like the same like top four or five families of the world like like those guys are the emperors you know and then you have kind of like the the media the mainstream media the the guys that are over like the big food the big med- medicine guys the you know the, the 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 big transportation guys you know the steve job type guys those guys are kind of like the shoguns you know uh, the the military tycoons, the guys that are over like like entire, you know, uh, military regimes and shit like that. Those guys are the shoguns. You know, these are the guys you don't talk to, you don't ever really see, but they just run lots and lots and lots of shit. And then of course you have the tiny little damios, you know, like the, the little tiny doms all over the place. And those guys are like your your regular business guys, and the franchises and the businesses and the, and the little like you know big box stores, WalMarts, stuff like that. Those guys are just your little tiny land barons. And these guys, what their job is, is to facilitate the slave trade. That's what they do. They facilitate the slave trade. They facilitate the business and the business is pretty simple it keeps you working and fleecing everybody that isn't and it's 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 done through 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 bartering is done through through backroom deals and through connections but at the end of the day it always winds up with you being a slave the glass ceiling that women like to talk about is not necessarily a glass ceiling to just keep them out the glass ceiling is to keep out all undesirables anyone that's a christian anyone that believes in fair play anyone that believes in 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 justice and and treating people right and with respect all of those people are not welcome in the big show in the big event they're not they're not welcome in you know the, the corporate offices you notice how whenever you work in business, a lot of the guys that are on the top shelf, they almost all act and, and look the same. You know, they, they don't want bleeding hearts in these groups. They don't want, they, what they want is they want people that will promote these ideas, that will promote exactly what I am talking about. 
to, prom- to promote the divisions. They promote promote you know uh, female empowerment and the, the diversities and the homosexuality. That's what happened is that when these guys got in positions of power and they have spent decades getting in positions of power, weak men, weak men getting in positions of power. So, so just think about that. The family man has already been put on the back burner and, and through years and through time, they have turned the family man into their indentured slave because the, that, the, that man, the family man, he has no problem going to work and working for his family because that's how he sees it. He sees it as working for his family. He doesn't see, see it as, as being a slave. He never did. He saw it as providing for his family. And the, and the evil men of the world, the, the people that wanted to control him and make all men their slaves, they saw that and they knew that from jump and they played on it. They played on a man's need to want to, to be a man of honor. They, they played on your, on your need to want to protect your wife and your kids. And, and they played on your need to, to want to be the hero. They played on your on your need and want to to have peace and to have a life of peace, and and they knew that you would always chase the woman. You would chase her into the grave because God told you and and, and gifted her to you for your peace. She was supposed to be a helpmeet for you, so of course you'll follow her into the ends of the earth. And the system, the women, the the society, and how it's structured, we all know that men will always follow women no matter where they go. So why do you think that the, 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 the slave master chose women to be the ones that he kept in the house? Because it's simple. It's not rocket science. None of this shit is rocket science. Of course, you kill all of the alphas. You kill all of the men that, could, that, that the women that you're about to subjugate would love to be with. That, that want back. These men used to be their husbands. These men used to be the men that, that women used to cream for every freaking day. These are men that could they could lift things and fix things and change things. And they were strong and they weren't afraid of shit. And they would go out into the wilderness and hunt buffalo and, and, and kill bears. And they, they were strong and they were fearless. And they rose up against tyrants and kings. And they, and, and they shut down like all kinds of manner of bullshit. Dumped tea in a fucking river. Started revolutions. You know, the French Revolution, let them eat cake, and they hung them bitches from trees. Like, these kinds of men, the barbarians of the world, the men that treat women like they're just fucking holes for their dicks, these these men don't like men like this. And they have devoted most of their life and existence to getting into positions of power to where they could shut those men down. Legally. Systematically emphatically with with doctrine and with credentials and with doctors and their own brand of elites and and the most hoity-toity and matter-of-fact type people that they could find to convince the masses that they have no longer that they no longer have a need for strong confident powerful you know warrior type men and that those men are a problem and so that's what they do systematically for years they have taught women to consider everything that is endearing about men toxic and everything that the barbarian type men the the rich fanciful 
bastards that women fawn over would love to do, the types of things these men would love to do behind closed doors with women that the average man thinks about doing this to you all the damn time. And that the, the average man, the only thing that they care about and the only thing that they want from you is sex. Not realizing that the same motherfuckers telling you this shit know damn well that the rappers, the risk guys, the Steve Jobs, the, the top 1% of men fly to remote islands and pay the most beautiful women on earth your daughters to do this type of shit at 18 and 16 and as young as they could possibly get them for nothing they just let them on the yacht while they pay you know the corporate interests and mainstream media and these influencers to tell you guys that no 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 all the average dudes the average dudes are the ones who want that they're the ones that want to rape you. They're the ones that want to throw you up against the wall and pull your hair and make you call them daddy. They're the, they're the ones. Mm. You know, like the average dude is, it, it, it doesn't want to have shit to do with OnlyFans. It doesn't want to have shit to do with, with the establishment set up for what they think we want at all. But women have been indoctrinated to listen to the government they've been doing that since the snake oil merchant remember me telling you about him how you used to show up while you were at work to sell your wife a vacuum cleaner and you know he started out as as the actual snake oil merchant that was showing up in the town while you were out working in the field you know trying to fleece the the town folk out of buying his fucking snake oil shit the only difference is that this guy has made it it made it you know he's made it in bed with the government now they're the same person and these guys, they go through great lengths to place people in businesses and corporations and stuff. That The Trilateral Commission, that, that's literally what they have done for most of their existence, is they put their little plants in every business, organization, industry that they possibly can. And that person's role is always to make sure that things fall in line with what the globalists want. Now, the globalists... The globalist is basically the 2.0 version of the types of guys that were around when Britain owned everything that wasn't nailed down. Like, people forget this part of history, the fact that Britain was one of the biggest slave owners of history at one point in time. They owned almost everything. They had enslaved almost everyone. Uh, They were like the continuation of Rome. And... Great Britain, the reason why they called her Great Britain is because a lot of the territories that we currently know at one point were run by them. And they, I mean, they tested everyone. They tried Russia. They've tried Japan. They, they tested almost everyone. And almost everyone, they ran up in their country and smacked silly and subjugated and treated people like they were like hired servants the 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 natives of that area and it it was bad lots of rape lots of fucked up shit happened yeah and and the crazy thing about it is is that britain has probably one of the cleanest images uh worldwide because they made america look so bad for years america made itself look bad but i mean it, it was one of those things where like yeah like it's like everyone forgot all the shit that happened under britain like all of it like so this is like just got wiped from history but it's because you you were brainwashed that was one of the very first slave colonies that worked i mean it worked for a long time 
you know, and then people just had a crazy idea, like, hey, moves, we could come over this land over here and start our own shit. And then, of course, the same powers that started that shit that they have had over there in Britain for the longest, that, you know, debt slave system, they found a way to implement it over here through years and years of intravenously finding their way into our politics and the, and the people allowing it. The only reason why things are the way they are in the world is because they've been killing off real men left and white and, and left and right forever. Any man that starts to come up too high starts trying to sell you know cars that run on water, you're a dead man. You start talking to people about love and how we all need to love each other and you make that your whole life's mission like Bob Marley did, you're a dead man. Like it's really no mystery anymore. Like I'm I'm talking shit that could get me fucking killed. Like we know it, I know it, it's not like a a, a fucking mystery. Why do you think people right now are still protesting and rioting like hell in France? It's because things have already gone far past the point of, uh, of where, where a, a normal person would fight back. Our forefathers would have been thrown hands over half the shit this, that, that went down in 2014. L- shit. Fucking uh, uh, on, on 9-11. Like, lots of shit. Lots of shit. Lots of shit. You know, so I don't think I'm out of line when I say that that the creation of the perfect slave is complete. Which is the reason why now they're playing their end game. The end game is 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 them revamping. Because think about it, you've created the the perfect slave, right? And you've created the perfect system of slavery. Because, like, it's adopted. Everybody wants it and likes it. You know, like, America won. They got, they had, they had the best prototype. The, the, the best staging of what you would call the perfect society for a perfect slave. America pulled it off. Most everybody here is here because they want to be. They got people from other countries coming over here. You know, so, like, you know, our, 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 our matrix was the best. Granted. And so now what they're going to do... And the worlds are pretty much doing that too. Like, like COVID was a good dry run for them to see if everybody would do what the fuck they were told if they had no choice. And it worked because a lot of us would. So, yeah. And they know that. The, the brainwashing, the indoctrination, it works. Very few of us actually stood up and said no. It was it was really sketchy there for a minute to where we were almost all at each other's throats. Like, who's, who, who, like, who's going to turn? Who's going to turn? Who's going to do it? Who's not? And we bullied each other and we turned against each other like they knew that we would. So, what next? I mean, it's been a long road. It's been a long road of them closing all the doors and censoring everything, observing everything, watching everything. I mean, Eric Snowden told us that they that they watch and see everything that you do, hear everything. They have data banks full of information about every single one of us. Why would you do that? Because you got slaves. You don't do that kind of shit to people that you see as your equals. You do that to, to shit to people that you can do that you don't consider your equal. So you, to slaves. The amazing thing to me is that people haven't haven't read it in the tea leaves yet that they are a slave. The average person 
thinks that whenever I say this, that, that when I call them a slave, that I'm just, they just talking shit. They don't actually believe that they are. Even though everything points to it. The fact that you can only go certain places, the, the fact that, that there's, that during COVID there was, that they could actually put curfews on people. There are people that have been fined and imprisoned for things that they've said online. I mean, it's, it's documented. It's easy to find out. There are people that are being pr- imprisoned in certain parts of the world for using the wrong pronouns. Like a human life, bro, it, it can get snuffed out so easily. Which is, which is the reason why we have so many conspiracy theories. You know, a lot of people think that Kanye, the Kanye we see now with the big ass shoulder pads, ain't the real Kanye. Because Kanye said that before he, I mean, the last time you, you really saw him, he said that, he said that uh, if I come back talking different and dressing different, you know, that ain't me. And he said that he would never wear Balenciaga again. And then dude disappears, comes back wearing Balenciaga. They're not talking or looking the same. Dude looks like a fucking zombie with shoulder pads. Like, it's, it's weird shit going on. And... The only people that are talking to you in an official capacity, it seems like, are the people that they allow to talk to you in an official capacity. At this point, I find it hard to trust anyone, even Jordan Peterson, which is hard for me to say out loud considering that he was one of the very first people, few few influencers that I gave a shit about that really woke me up to the reality of this world. And, and even him right now, I find hard to trust at times. Because I see so many people talking this slave shit. That, you know, that, that it doesn't matter, you're human, it's insignificant. Always with the hopelessness, you know, when it comes to being human. That we're dumb, we don't know what we're doing. We have to be subjugated, we have to be ruled. It's always spoken that way, like like humans, pff, humans left to their own devices. Holy shit! Right? And a lot of people believe that they they instinctively believe that that's a bad idea. That us up to our own devices is a bad idea. But I just told you what we used to do: formed families, communities, hunted and fished. Some of us actually had it in our cultures that we were supposed to take care of the land, so we did. Indians other tribes, groups. And then there were those. See, like, man, I'm telling you, if you really understood the continuity of the story, you would realize how dumb it is. Because there's always, it's always been the asshole that didn't want to work in the field that rounded up a posse of cowards and found a way to subjugate everybody that actually was willing to work in the fields. That guy was always the Judas, the guy that didn't want to work. The guy that didn't see women as as these beautiful creatures that can create homes. That saw them as these gorgeous things that they could fuck. And, and, and would love to be able to get his hands on every single gorgeous girl on the, on the fucking planet. There's always been that guy. And those two, two, two men have always been in opposition to each other. And there are varying degrees on each side. Because, you know, the, the good old farm boy, he can be a tyrant too. 
But see, these things, we never really paid attention to the gravity of them until current day. To where now, we, we really dissect all of these social constructs. And these types of men and types of women. And we can really understand the faulty nature of them. But the brainwashing is so perfect that we can see how these things are wrong and even the causalities behind them and, 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 and the collateral damage, we can see all of that shit and still not do anything to change it. It's a perfect slave. We just take pills, we go to the doctors, we run to the same snake oil merchants that are killing us left and right with their bullshit, you know, dietary, you know, plans and their, their food charts and, and all this other stuff. Nonsense. And then we run to the same guys to, to, to help us with our anxieties and our and our fears of the future and our, our mental, you know, and physical aches and pains. And it's not their job to help you. It's not. It's, just, it's their job to create repeat business because that's what the snake oil merchant does. Is he, is he does everything he can to create repeat business. So, of course, you take the snake bite. You go home and, Doc, it's not working. It's not working. And he's like, oh, shit. And he knows it's not working because it's poison. And so, of course, he's going to give you another one and another one and another one. And then none of them are going to work because they're all fucking placebos, in essence. And the only reason why they kind of sort of worked is because you believed that they would. See, humans, uh, you know, overall, we do not understand the great fucking lengths that scientists and men in power have gone to dissect the, the very desires and needs and wants of human. Auschwitz, Nazi concentration camps, and many other points in history that the, the Egyptians even did it. And the Romans, with their experiments, always, constantly trying to figure out what it takes to break a human spirit. I mean, dude, go to any one of the freaking torture museums they exist all over the world and they'll tell you how damn hard they tried to break the very spirit of a man. There's there's dude, when you when you see when you see for the first time a device made out of steel to house the male genitalia, you know that these guys really spent a very long amount of time figuring out how to break a man. And believe me, they tried everything. Everything, everything, everything. And you know what they found out? Fear. All it takes is fear. You can instill fear. You can create fear from nothing. You can fill an entire room with fear in an instant. Just with one violent, overly enthusiastic display of force. And once that fear is felt, it spreads amongst all that are in attendance. And sometimes you can instill fear so impactful and so deep that it can travel borders. 
to where no man can move. You know, th- th- this is the kind of fear that was instilled in men uh, in the story of David and Goliath. Whereas the force is so, so powerful and so loud and so strong that men just freeze and they can't move. And men have been trying to reenact that fear and mass produce it and, and really, you know, get, get it down to the concentrate for a very, very long time. Through disinformation, through lying, through stealing, through murder and death, through subversion, coke and dagger tactics, all kinds of shit to really break the soul of a man and really ultimately silence him. Because that's that's the real perfect slave. The, the slave that operates in silence, that has nothing to say about the state of the world, that has nothing to say about the futility of it all they have nothing to say they have nothing to say about the murder of the children in the womb they have nothing to say about anything because they don't care all they care about is being a good slave and a good slave doesn't ask questions a good slave doesn't care about other slaves a good slave doesn't care about their life because their life is not their own a good slave doesn't care about their individual needs. They care about the needs of the collective. A good slave doesn't give a shit about liberation or freedom or comfort or peace. Because a good slave understands that the masters will handle it. The people in charge. There's just someone in charge. Someone in charge can handle this. There's someone else who can deal with this. There's always someone else. Someone else can handle this problem. This isn't, this isn't for me. Because the good slave is, is performing its duty. And the good slave's duty is simply to not fight back. To not resist. To comply with whatever it is to be complied with. And in this system, they would much rather you do nothing than fight back. That's the reason why they could give a shit about how many fucking homeless people are on the streets. You, did they give a fuck about homeless people during COVID? The homeless were the only ones who could seemingly still do whatever the hell they wanted to do and could still seemingly go wherever the hell they wanted to go, despite being infected. It was the people who weren't homeless and weren't useless slaves that they wanted to control and curtail and manage and manipulate. Give a damn about the homeless community. Never bother you. That the whole time that they were, you know, curfewing and doing all this shit to people, everyone was kind of expecting them to throw the homeless in concentration camps. We kind of all just assumed that that was what was going to happen. Especially those of us in the in the in the uh, conspiracy community. But it didn't happen that way, did it? Because it really wasn't that bad. Because they could give a shit about all the homeless people breathing freaking harmful COVID into the air. I wasn't, that wasn't an issue to them. I care less about those guys. It was the useless breeders that were going to jobs and still contributing to the economy because they had a whole damn economy to destroy. 
I mean, like, it wasn't just the virus that they, that they needed to promote. There was the fact that there were other things that needed to be done. See, you guys don't realize is that the evangelicals were always right. It was just that these guys, once the internet came about, they really had to shut all the evangelicals up. And so they used you guys to do it. Like, how dare you let these evangelicals tell you what to do? And really, tearing down the evangelicals was actually kind of easy. Because really, all you had to do was point at their hypocrisy, which there were shit tons. Because the older generations of the church were so fire, 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 brimstone, warning, 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 brimstone, that they never taught the love and compassion and actual teachings of Jesus the way they were supposed to. So the, the, the last real big church that existed from the old days, they didn't have shit to combat against this new world where Lucifer was basically going to sit your children down in classroom and at the TV and while you were at work trying to provide a living for your family while you were doing that Satan was in your home teaching your kids that you're an idiot you know through Disney and shows like Teen Titans Go and all this other stuff where they're teaching your kids all kinds of shit like microaggressions and Steven's Universe teaching them about acceptance and trends and all kinds of other shit there was all these great shows that your kids were watching they were teaching your kids all kinds of shit. And this was mostly American cinema. This is the reason why I kind of love Japanese anime. Because anime was kicking ass. And they weren't really indoctrinating shit. Except teaching boys how to be badass. And how to fight for their families and their friends. Like Dragon Ball Z. You, I have yet to meet a dude that grew up on Dragon Ball Z. That's a royal piece of shit. Yet. I've yet to meet one. Most dudes that grew up on that shit. Pretty solid dudes. But every time I meet someone who, like, grew up on Steven Universe or any of these, like, goofy-ass Nickelodeon TV shows, you know, they usually have a kind of Amanda Bynes kind of life to them, usually. Or they did, and then they came out of it. But, I mean, they, I mean, they, these guys have been indoctrinating your kids and us for a very long time. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm a millennial. You know, I was raised up on all that shit, Babar and all that stuff. They were always trying to find some emotional string to, to, you know, some emotional pathway towards your kids. And they found it in multiple ways throughout the years. And they've been indoctrinating you and your kids and me and all for forever. And we've been sitting back and allowing them to do it because anything is better than us doing it ourselves. See, our laziness, our laziness is what did us in. Our need for comfort and, and our, you know, not even really a need. It's not a need. It's not a need that humans have. We, it was a, it was an indoctrination. We were, we were tricked, hoodwinked, convinced that we wanted this opulence and this comfortable life that we were given. We were tricked into believing that this is what we needed and what we wanted and what our hearts desired. And really, all we were doing was setting ourselves up for one of the biggest enslavements of human history where the more freedom that we thought we were getting the more latches and bolts were put on more doors and structures were formed to house us in we literally helped build the system that is imprisoning imprisoning us we all did 
not like just like in the United States, but like the world over, we have all, we all contributed to our own enslavement. If you're a working human being, whether you're in Japan, China, Japan, wherever the fuck you are, England, Australia, Europe, if you're a working class person, you are paying for your own enslavement and imprisonment. And when these guys are able to turn your money on and off at whim, the, I don't know, trap is set. As you, as you would say, the, the, you've, you've landed on the trap card. The, the door shuts behind you and there's no way out. Like, that's, that's the game. And we've been paying for that. For that ending to this game that we're all playing this whole fucking time. We've been funding it. We've been funding our own enslavement this whole fucking time. Can you not see it? The, the, the taxing, the, all the, do you not see it? Has it dawned on you yet? What's really going on? So I mean, yeah, you have a, you have a smartphone, and you have an iPhone, and you have this really cushy, beautiful ass life. Great. That's all you have. And it can be removed from you with a phone call. Seriously. Like, does that the does that not bother you just a little tiny bit? I mean, at least when you were living off the land and you were a farmer and you had your little tribe or your community and, and stuff like that. At least at the end of the day, you crapped and shit in your own shit. No one could take it from you unless they did it by force. But now, eh, ain't no force required because it was never yours to begin with. It was on loan, all of it. All of this, all of this is on loan. We don't own any of it. None of us do. That's the point. The point is to work on shit that you don't own. Because you work for them. You're a slave. You can tell yourself you're a slave, you're not a slave all you want to. But no matter how you dice it up, at the end of the day, you can't do what you want. And they can and they will and are still going to and are creating a world where they can move you where they want you and stop you from going where they don't want you to go and when they're able to shut your money off with a phone call it's a wrap for all of us and it won't matter if you're black white chinese or straight it'll be you're either on the special list or you're not So, call me crazy for thinking that the conservatives and, like, you know, Prager University and all sorts of stuff, these guys attacking all of these social issues. Fuck you guys. Fuck you and all your social issue challenging. All you stupid-ass fucking conservatives who are always challenging all of these fucking social issues. And, you know, yeah, yeah, women need to be called out. I get it. Women are out of control. But they are just pawns and they're only being fucking used by the powers that be. When are we going to start attacking the motherfuckers actually writing the checks? When are we going to start going after these motherfuckers actually running shit? When are we going to go after these businesses and these corporations that are treating human beings like they don't matter? 
And when are we going to start silencing all of the goofy fucks who've fallen for this indoctrination and are cheering for these bastards to win? Because they don't know better. When are we going to stop arguing with those guys and ignoring those guys and start and stop worrying about being doxxed and, and God knows what else? Like, fuck them. Fuck Antifa. Fuck all these guys. Like, I want to go after Bill Gates. I want to go after these motherfuckers. I want these some bitches pulled before tribunals and asked pointed fucking questions so that we can all see these motherfuckers for who they are. I want to know who's on the fucking list. I want to know who's on the uh, on the Epstein list. I want to find all of these missing people and I want to find out. I, I've seen, I, I know TikTokers right now who are doing it as we speak who are actually connecting missing persons to people on the Epstein log lists and are timing the type, the times that they came up missing to the times that they were on these flight logs. And there's been a few matches. I guarantee you there are shit tons, probably umpteen thousands of missing persons who are on those flight logs. And we will never find out if we don't get access to them. And the governments of the world telling you you don't deserve access. Like, we're not even talking about it. Apparently, it's not something worth talking about. We're not even talking about it. We don't. And a good slave will be okay with that answer. But not the men from 1776. Not young King David. Not any young badass ruler or, or, or man of honor or value, valor in any time in history would be okay with the shit that's going on right now. So, I mean, if you're new to this realization of slavery, and you've just come to the realization that, and this motherfucker's right, I am a slave, we're all slaves. My question is, what are you going to do about it? If you were the hero of the story and you found out that that it really is like it is in the video games and there's some scary-ass monster at the top of the end of this damn fucking story, what are you going to do about it? May I suggest something? I've always believed that love is the answer. And I've learned in recent years that indiscriminate love is the whole of the answer. Families is what we need again. But not just any kind of family. We need families that are built and structured around keeping an eye out for wolves. We need sheepdog-structured families. These are families that that they care about the, the general public and the community so much so that they're always looking for ways to help and always on the defense for things that would come off as predators. In their immediate communities and homes first and then to the community at large. We need families like these. Families where the daughters are taught to defend themselves against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that it is not okay to be weak. And it is not okay to be ignorant. And it is not okay to do the wrong thing simply because you can or for some fucking benefit or arbitrary benefit. We need communities where we're teaching young boys that it's okay to be wild. 
that it's okay to be strong and fearless and that it's okay to be brave. And that it is your job and duty as a man to protect all living life. And that you defend it with your life against all those who would seek to take life without cause. Without justifiable fucking cause. We need to make do no harm like like a like a, a a general thing. If you have a business, if you have a business fucking practice, I don't give a fuck what it is. If it's selling band-aids, I don't give a shit. Do no harm. Period. No living creatures, no living nothing. Nothing deserves to be exploited so that you can figure out how something works. Like animal testing, all that shit. Human testing, all, all this experiments, experimenting with lies needs to be done. There, there is a better way. With all the technology that we have now, the fact that we can create simulators out of everything, the time for testing on uh, testing anything on a, on, a, on, a, on a living life is done. We need to start actually giving a damn about our birthright, which is this earth. Because now we have guys that are playing God with the environment. And we're all paying for it. This is the reason why our weather is fucked up. Our clouds look indistinguishable from how they used to look 20 and 30 years ago. Because these guys are playing God with the climate. Because it's not enough to control us. And to govern us. They want to govern everything. And they're going to govern everything out of existence. If we keep letting them. It's going to take communities. Communities that actually care about the land. People who wake up every day and they put their feet in the soil instead of slipping on shoes. Like, people who actually give a damn about about bees going extinct and about, you know, about this earth, about these plants. You know, I just recently fucking found out like science is finding out all this shit that confirms what I believe, what I've always believed to be true about God. Like, did you know that scientists have figured out that freaking plants can see us? Like, they can they can see you. Like, how they do it is amazing, but plants can literally see us. Trees, like a tree can see you and remembers you. And they cry. They can actually, like, let out things that resemble, like, screams and shit when we break limb, uh, tree limbs and cut them. And that they can, they even can pass this information on. Like, they can pass this information on to other plants. That they have entire fucking networks. They go underground connecting all manner of living life to each other and can relay information across vast distances with the help of fungus and, and, and other living organisms. Moss. It's, it's insane. We used to be clued in to all this stuff. Imagine the, the large portions of history and technology and knowledge that's been hidden from us because the powers that be, the ruling elites that have always ruled there have always been ruling elites in this world. As far back as we can remember, they have always been ruling elites. And these bastards have always known more than us. Always. 
Imagine the huge pieces of our history, anatomy, and understanding of our origins, all these things that have been lost. Because a group of men believed that because they had more power and more money than everybody else, that your life was meaningless and that you needed to be subjugated because you, on your own, doing what you wanted to do, left to your own devices, would be problematic. This is what you're taught. This is what you believe to be true, whether you want to admit it or not. The humans aren't allowed and shouldn't be allowed to be free. You've been taught to believe that we're just parasites. I just hope you don't believe that that's the truth. Because it's not. You're the stuff that dreams are made out of. I truly believe that that God in heaven wanted more for us than this. Slavery was not God's idea. It was man's idea. It was man's idea for man. And And we lean into that shit every day. Every day we put on our uniforms and our, and, our, and our suits and our ties and we go to these bullshit jobs. Every day we enact what we believe to be true, that we are slaves and this is all that we deserve. And I'm telling you, there's more. There's so much more. There's more land. This is like these motherfuckers telling you that, that, that there's too many of us and that, that, and that, that we need to, to, to cut the population down. They're lying. The earth is vast and plentiful. I've done the math. They are full of shit. We ain't running out of nothing. All the scarcity, they're creating the scarcity. They're creating the scarcity out of fear so you'll run to them for help. And most women are already conditioned to run to the government for help because most of them have been relying on the government most of their lives. And the fact that they help you get out of a marriage. Marriage forgiveness and all that shit. Men have got to get to a place to where they're not relying on the government and they're not relying on their relationships with women and they are actually just being in their king energy, protecting the land from all my enemies, foreign and domestic. You don't need to be a soldier to do this. This is not not that hard. We just need men to be brave now more than ever and get rid of this simpish, silly, constantly laughing about dumb shit joker of a man that we call men now where everybody's putting on this facade of masculinity where everyone has to be as badass and and always trying to one-up each other on badassery grown-ass men commenting on other men i saw a fucking tate a a a a post today and andrew tate doesn't approve of another man wearing fucking fingernail polish like so fucking what if the pansy wants to wear fucking fingernail polish fuck him let him wear the fingernail fucking polish He's a coward. He's dead anyway. The way I see it, if you're a coward, you're dead anyway. You're as good as dead anyway. Because when the concentration camps come and the shit really goes down, you're going to be the one shot in the back. Not I. I just, I don't, I, 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 have, I have nothing to say to a coward. I have no interest in fucking cowards. I have, I have no words for a coward. I have no talking points. I have nothing to discuss with a coward. Of any way, shape, or form, I don't have nothing to say to you. Because there's nothing that we can agree on, and there's nothing that we can that, that, that could that could benefit from us having a, a, a discussion. 
Because if you're too afraid to, to defend your life or your country or, or what you even fucking believe in, do I really think you could defend the point? No. And, and I've never been wrong about that. Cowards usually can't even defend why they believe what they believe. And most of their positions come from a place of fear. So they haven't even fully thought it out. All they know is that they don't like it. I'll give you a perfect example. See, some will say that I'm homophobic, meaning that I'm afraid of homosexuals because I don't want to have a relationship with a homosexual person or a trans person. But the reason why I'm completely against it isn't even religious. It's factual and sensical because, all right, think of it this way. Like, the reason why I, I would never have an intimate relationship with a man has nothing to do with me not being interested in men in any way, shape, or form. Right? It sounds weird, but I mean, it's true. It, it has nothing to do with me not being attracted to men. Nothing. I would be lying if I were to say that there has been men in my life that have done something that I was like, man, that's fucking awesome. Wish I could do that shit. And hadn't developed a man crush just because this man could do something I couldn't do. Or displayed something, you know, in his character that just kind of took me aback. Yes, that has happened many times. The reason why I would never go that way is is, is more... Is more of a line for me and what I believe to be true for this earth. I believe that men and women have a connection that goes far deeper than the earth itself. Which is the reason why I have seen men lose their lives trying to convince just one woman to see something that they saw for them, a vision of their future that he saw so clear in his mind that he was willing to die for it. I've seen men lose their minds trying to convince women of this vision that they see for them. Because men see visions. Men see visions of a future for themselves. And a man can can put a woman in that vision. And it could be so clear that it was that it that it could be like it was a past life to the man. And men see these visions. We create them. They're like daydreams. We do this all the time. And they can put a woman in this vision of a life that they want for themselves. And they can track that vision down. They can pursue that vision and ignore everything else. And men have always been this way. And a man that would pursue this vision for another man is unheard of. Doesn't happen just doesn't I mean like like I'm sure gay men are probably doing it now like building lives for each other but that was only because they watched straight men do it for years and they wanted it for themselves but it used to be a time where gay men are always shacking up and meeting up in secret it was always like that because it was almost always a taboo it wasn't until recent years that it became a thing where you could just do it in broad daylight and walk around and everyone would be cool about it and no one say shit 
only in recent years. But men have been sacrificing their lives for women for as long as <laughs> since day one. Between a man and a snake and a god and an apple. So you can say what you want, but it is in my very DNA to lay down my life for a woman. And I'll do it again and again and again because it's how I'm built. And when I see someone who doesn't want to do that, I just see damaged goods. I see an inferior product. I see uh, a child that got shitty nutrients when they were a kid. I see there's something fucked up in your past. You were either molested or there was something horrible that fucking happened to you. But I don't consider it normal, nor do I want to participate or have any part of that rub off on me. Now, you can take that as an insult if you want to, but I've done my research, and I know from personal experience, the majority of people who are gay were molested uh, in some sort of way, in some shape or form, in their childhood years. I have never, never in my life met a homosexual of any sort that was not, I repeat, not molested or physically assaulted or touched inappropriately to their belief and understanding ever. I've never met someone who was gay and was just gay because. Never. Never, ever, ever. And that's after me sitting down and actually talking to them about it. It always comes out. It always comes out eventually that they were touched inappropriately by someone of the same sex at some point of their life sometime and I you you fuck you you can sit there and you can tell me all the bullshit you want to that you were sitting there watching a show and then one day I just was like it's like maybe I'm gonna kiss a girl no it doesn't it doesn't happen that way in some way shape or form someone in your family condoned that behavior in your direction and you were in some way shape or form indoctrinated into it it's not something that you just readily just woke up one day and started doing and anyone who says so is remotely full of fucking shit in some way shape or form at some point they were molested they were touched inappropriately or they saw some content video they were suggested it was put in their direction and in some way shape or form it was done before they were able to you know before the age where they were able to differentiate between right and wrong they were indoctrinated into it some way, shape, or form. It was not something where you just woke up one day and were like, ah, I'm a boy, I like boys. It didn't happen that way. Miss me with that bullshit. It's the same as these motherfuckers trying to tell you that that, that men can menstruate now. Like, you, the, the, the fuck out of here. The fuck out of here with that shit. Ignoring ignoring science and uh, the same science that you that you want me to listen to be the same science that you're trying to ignore like the fuck out of here with that shit but that's what you do with slaves you ha- you have a slave you, you 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 want them looking left and right at the same damn time you don't want them looking up at you you want them looking left and right at the same damn time all the time that's the reason why our generations the recent generations have so much anxiety and depression inside of them because the game is sick the, the game is sick and it's always been sick and it's designed to make you sick of everything 
except for the things that you need to be sick about. Does it not bother you that you're tired of everything but the government? You're sick of people, you're sick of interactions, you're sick of answering the phone, you're sick of going to work, you're sick of, of, of paying bills, you're sick of all kinds of shit, but you're not sick of the motherfuckers that run everything. Why is that? Huh? Most of us don't like playing this shit the way that we're playing it as it is. But none of us ever think to look up. No one ever wants to look behind the curtain. I mean, even with like relationships with men and women, shoot, simps are the only reason why women are doing as well as they're doing right now. Because the average simp wants to be a Viking. So, I mean, bad. So to him, like, it's nothing to dump a couple of thousand dollars on a chick as chick's OnlyFans. Or, you know, catch a bad girl at the end of a breakup. She's been cheating her whole damn relationship. And he's like, I ain't fucking nobody right now. Ain't nothing to white knight that shit. Show up, start taking care of kids that aren't yours, pay a couple of fucking bills, and wife her up. Like, Captain Save-A-Hoe, fuck that. I got steady pussy every day. I know dudes that think like that on a regular. So So, like, woman, it's no flex to any man for you to, to, to come up on a scent that'll take care of you. Most of y'all want to be taken care of and to tradition you always were. There's just that there's a different kind of man rolling around right now. And a simp, for lack of a better term, is basically a dude that'll do anything for sex. He'll be a male. Fem- he'll be a male feminist. He'll go to the damn to the damn pussy empowerment rallies. He'll wear the pink vagina on his head. He'll let you smack him around and talk crazy to him. He don't give a shit. He's getting sex on a regular, and he gets to be with a baddie in some cases. Some cases not. But I mean, like at the end of the day, she gets to turn all of her vengeful energy towards every other man in existence, and he gets to get off scot-free while he pays for everything and every now and then gets occasionally some sexual gratification which is for him is better than nothing shit him being allowed to lick her toes is enough and there are women who literally that's all they have to do is 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 let the do lick her toes and she gets to get all the full free benefits and there's some women right now that are like oh my god that sounds like the life and it's like all you're doing is further proving my point that you like being a slave and that being a sex slave or any other kind of slave is not a far stretch for you. All you need is the right amount of circumstances. And these guys that run shit did that. They did that on purpose. They turned entire generations of women into whores. And they did it with subliminal messaging, with advertising, with marketing. And a lot of it just telling you that that's really what you really, really wanted. You didn't want a stable man and a house and kids and the white picket fence. You say that, but at the end of the day, you want adventure and your hair pulled and your face shoved in the pillows every once in a while. That's what you really want. You want to be able to have different sexual partners and, and, and bounce around and you know, pick and choose and sample 
while out. And then when you're like in your 40s and 50s, you can settle down with some simp that has money and a job and get taken care of. You had your whole phase. It was fun. You know, met you a couple of Vikings, had a good old time. Had you some kids. Got most of those guys on child support. You know, because they're slaves. I mean, what does it matter? You're a slave, too. You're just a, uh, a high-value slave. Like a house slave. You know, like like house niggas and shit. Like, like that. Like, people always forget about the house slave. The field slave is what everybody was always hung up on. Because the field slave was the one that got beat all the time. The house slave, though. Ooh, we always forget about the house slaves. Because the house slaves were predominantly almost always women. See, these sick bastards, those monsters, they weren't stupid. Of course, you have the men outside working and building fences and tilling the ground and taking care of cows because you ain't fucking them. And while you got those dumbass bastards out there working all day, you're fucking their wives and their daughters. That's the real slave game. That's the slave game that nobody really liked to talk about. Is that while everybody was working, master was up there, you know, making old girl give up that neck. It ain't like he had a whole lot to do. He had a whole bunch of people taking care of shit. His daughters and his kids were off, you know, making sure that they were doing what they were supposed to. So, of course, he has the pick of the litter. You know, hey, you little mama, why you over there cleaning that? Get over here and clean this. You know? That was what slavery was for a woman. For most of history. Was if she wasn't cleaning something, she was slobbing on a knob. At knife point. The only difference is that <laughs> is that now women don't have to clean shit. But there will always be a man with money offering for a slob, a knob for her to slob on. And she's down for it. Nine times out of ten. For the money. This is the idea behind wage slaves. People who do anything for a bill. Because that's what fiat currency is. Fiat, let it be so. We've all agreed that this little piece of paper means something. <laughs> right? I mean, and if you're the slave, it has to mean something. But if you're not the slave, what does it really mean? A tool of control. See, that's the real kicker in all this shit, is that the tool used to govern slaves isn't a tool to the slaves. A slave can't use money like a tool. You can try. And you can get, you know, a little, little, little ways here and there of, of success and your own little little plot here and there but when the guys running the monopoly game can just take it from you take your farmland federal government can do that shit and when they could just take it from you what do you really own what can you really run what game are we really playing here see the field slayers those guys, you gotta break them. You got to. You gotta break the field slave. You can't have the field slaves thinking that they can take shit. 
or that they can fight back against the government or, or the masses, you can't have those guys thinking that that's why you got to have cops and soldiers and the FBI and the CIA and people set out to constantly destroy large groups of motherfuckers that might form and think that they could, you know, take on the big hoss. Like, you can't have those guys doing that. And then the women, of course, you know, the women are house slaves. You, got, you can't have them wanting to be free wanting to be out there in the field and out there in the world and gone and away from the house like you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta keep them by the big house now how do you keep them by the big house we've got to have incentives and benefits oh he's gonna make you work but oh no the master master not gonna make you work Mm-mm. you can sit at home you collect this unemployment mm. you get your disabilities you get all these government benefits child mm. you stay right here next to daddy government you don't gotta go nowhere I really hope you're seeing it. It's very obvious. But I mean, you can be a doctor and a nurse or an RN or one of these high paying jobs, you know, or you could be one of these like crazy ass athletes where they pay you like umpteen billion dollars just to put a ball through a hoop and you can keep thinking that you're not a slave all you want to. But the only reason why you think that is because of the money. That's all I really had for this episode. Just kind of setting the groundwork for future episodes because uh, the slave mind is something I don't, I don't think I'm going to be uh, quitting on as far as the topic for a while because there's so many there's so many aspects and avenues of this that I want to address that really all of this episode was about was just me laying out some things that need to be considered. But the last thing that I want to mention before I close this out is people don't understand and they highly underestimate the fact that these guys have been planning all of this shit. The one world government, the one world currency, all of that shit. They've been planning this shit damn near since day one. Since day one of the nation, they've been planning this shit. Probably even farther farther back than that, if you understand like the Jesuits and and other like occult secret society orders, like these dudes have been orchestrating wars and and rumors of wars forever. Like forever in a day. And these these dark societies, they are like the hidden hand behind everything. And these these dudes they have a system, they have things that they worship, they have dues that they all have to pay to each other. Uh this reason why they blackmail each other. It's the reason why the Epstein case scares the living shit out of almost every fucking elite that's ever existed. Because most of these these occultist types have tabs and have receipts, bad receipts. Receipts that most of these powerful men in the world don't ever want to get out because if it did, it would change everything. Everybody and their mom would wake up overnight if we all knew the real shit that's going on behind closed doors with all of these money tycoon elites. This is the reason why conservatives are still demanding the damn list. We're basing their voice because we know what the fuck is there. We know what they're hiding. We know what they're really up to. We know it. It's not like we don't know now. It's just a matter of getting people to come to justice. And 
people who believe in justice and, and have the position to act on that justice and to and to bring life to all of this fucking darkness, we, we require people like that now more than ever. And anyone of an official sense, that person, if they are not getting support, they're almost as good as dead. I mean, shoot, doctors are coming up dead all the damn time. These holistic doctors and natural doctors, these guys are popping up dead left and right. Look into it if you don't believe me. Anyone who, who was, was preaching uh, Dr. Sebi's teachings about holistic medicine, almost all those guys are gone, including a famous actress from TLC, uh, Left Eye, that, that supported the guy and was, and was like on social media all the time praising his work. Almost anyone who's followed Dr. Sebi or a doctor that, that praised his work is gone or has been scared into silence. Why all of this? Why all of the effort and all of the work? Some cynic is probably asking, why would someone go through all of this fucking trouble? Why not? Because if you have an entire society full of working slaves and you benefit off of everything that they do and don't do, why would you not do all of this shit? Why would you not go through all of this trouble? I mean, dude, even it doesn't even take that much for me to summon a little bit of dark energy and come up with multiple reasons why I would want to enslave an entire society and have them working and not know that that they are slaves. I don't I don't really see how I need to explain that to you how that is a solid fucking motive. And probably the reason why the majority of leadership and the rules that they have for how they maintain their terms are very very arbitrary. And a lot of times you don't even have to do a good job to keep your fucking job in most of these professions that at the end of the day can control how we all live and breathe. And these motherfuckers, most of them have zero oversight. Like NATO, like the Trilateral Commission, like Bill Gates, or, or, or most of these, these guys that run shit have almost zero oversight. They have nobody that they answer to. But in the same breath, they can tell all of us, every single one of us living, even if we're in their regional jurisdiction or not. Like when Bill Gates talks, he doesn't talk about just the United States. He's talking about plans that he wants to implement, implement across the fucking world. And he's very clear about that shit. And so, like, how do you feel about that? One man seems that, that, he, that he has deemed in himself that he can speak for you and your children and your children's children about what the fuck they're going to eat and where they're going to live and what they're, how they're going to sleep. Like, like, these guys are making these decisions for you. And some of you are completely fucking okay with it. In fact, it's like, it's a nothing burger. You don't care because you have it somewhere in your head. And at the end of the day, this is all bullshit. That we're just talking bullshit. That those of us who've been warning you for years about all the shit that's currently happening, the reason why most people now they don't even waste their time trying to argue with conspiracy theorists because we're so damn right about so much shit now and you would think with all of these truth bombs being dropped and with all of this deception coming to light and with everything going on that people would be waking up by the droves and be completely honest with you they are but see the thing is is that now we're reaching a breaking point because the average person is so damn comfortable that the very idea of all of this going away is a negative it doesn't really matter to them because the average person doesn't believe that we can all do this by ourselves that we don't need governments and we don't need rulers the, the average person does not 
believe that we can govern ourselves. And the reason why the, per- the average person believes that to their core is because they've been watching and listening to indoctrinations for most of our lives telling us that we're nothing but just fucking mindless idiots that need to be ruled. And you can believe that shit if you want to. And you can let your children and your children's children believe that shit if you want to. But I promise you, I promise you, it'll be a decision that you will live to regret. Or you might not live to regret it. You, you might end up being one of these heartless bastards that passes this, this shit off to the next generation. And you're like, ah, I live, I live my time. Let them, let them figure that out. You know, it's no wonder that we're, we're constantly conditioning, conditioning ourselves to not care about each other. Because it's, like, it's not like they're brainwashing us anymore. Not really. The majority of us are acting on what we know to be true and what we believe to be true. So it's not even one of those things where we can blame the elites. Because at the end of the day, you consciously choose to live how you choose to live. Day in and day out every day. No one holds a gun to your head and makes you live the life that you live. And at the end of the day, no one can force you or make you comply with shit that you don't want to comply to. There's always a choice. Even in Auschwitz, there was a choice. They didn't have to stand there and take all of that punishment. They didn't have to sit there and take all of that abuse. They could have easily said, fuck you, kill me. There's always a choice. There's always a choice. And when we consciously choose to do the wrong thing, it's, it's bad. It's, it's 10 times worse when you know that what you're doing is wrong. And you do it anyway. And we live in a society now that convinces us that it's okay for us to do the wrong thing as long as we have the right motives and as long as we're, you know, we're trying to take care of ourselves and as long as we're looking out for me, then, you know, whatever you do is fine. You know, more of that do us thou wilt doctrine from Aleister Crowley. Most of the world is going gonna, is gonna to fish that do us thou wilt to you. Almost all of them. Almost any person you come across in one way, shape, or form is gonna hit you with that do as thou will. Why is that? The reason why is because it's easier to trap you when you think you're doing what you want. It's easier to cage you and imprison you when you're when you think that you're walking to this destination of your own volition. And when you're not paying attention to, to the guiding hands and the and the rules that come with the game. You're down for whatever. Whether you realize it or not. It's kind of like summoning the demon. It's, it's, it's fun and it sounds cool when the Ouija board's sitting in front of you and everybody's all skittish and scared, but... Man, when you actually summon something, when you call something down, the joke ain't, ain't funny no more. When hell comes to your house, ain't nobody laughing no more. And everybody's in cages then. The two perfect instances that I could think of where we are summoning the demon, like in real time as we speak right now, uh, is with CERN, the super collider, and with the, what is it called? and AI. 
CERN the Super Collider and AI. The Super Collider is another attempt at these bastards playing God. Trying to basically create another Big Bang, wormhole technology, uh, time-space technology, portals. That's what they want to do. The reason why they want to do that is because science has already come to the conclusion that this is a closed, fixed system, and they want out. There is an actual military operation called Operation Fishbowl, where they launched nukes up into the sky to hit the firmament or dome or glass ceiling, whatever you want to fucking call it, to escape this closed system. We never went to space. NASA is a big box bullshit black box project for siphoning and laundering money. And, uh... Yeah, most of this shit is all bullshit. It's just overpriced, expensive-ass fucking bullshit. NASA has even admitted on multiple occasions on their own websites, channels, and forums that we can't leave low-Earth orbit. They know that, for a fact. So why all the lying? Because, like, they've spent... they, They spent a whole fucking fortune and made a whole ass movie trying to convince you that we went to space and it wasn't even just America it was a joint partnership between us and Russia and a few other countries to pretend as though we were going on a space race it was probably one of the biggest turn tail events because it, it, it was the beginning of the end for, Christian, for Christianity See, everything these dudes do has a purpose. It has a long game. And they're constantly holding a gun to the head of our future children in generations. They've been doing that. If you don't believe me and you want one more example, the World Economic Forum, they're doing that shit right now. Doesn't it surprise anyone that all of a sudden we're all talking about green this, green that, organic this, save the environment, right? All of it layered with compassion. It's all about compassion for the environment. Everything from the freaking wind turbines to the Green New Deals to them trying to switch everything to electric, digital, all that shit. All for saving the environment. Even though almost every aspect of this shit from the cars to the fucking wind turbines, all of this shit is 10 times worse for the environment than anything that we've ever done in history. And most of it creates more landfills, more waste, and more toxic shit than anything that we've ever tried in history. And these guys just keep saying this shit. And then the beautiful thing about what they're doing is that they're constantly recruiting people to be on their side. Constantly. This is literally what they do. In fact, Glenn Beck was one of the ones who told us about this and many of his talks about these private partnerships, these PVPs. And there's shit tons of them. PVPs are the same people who are going after uh, Jordan Peterson for all of his like clinical psychology information that he's been sharing with us pretty much for free for most of his career. And those same governing bodies, because that's what PVPs are, they're governing bodies, and they're, they're set over everything, from education to medicine to anything. If you're, if you're a big dog in any sense, whether you're a nurse, doctor, lawyer, whatever, you answer to a PVP whether you realize it or not. You cannot do what the fuck you want to do with your practice. You think you can, but until 
you know, you find out that someone is ran and snitched to one of these PVP guys because society is set up to where the, the PVP people have open lines. They, they, they want they want the Karens to contact them and call them. And then Karens are, 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 are always the type of people who love to complain about shit. And it's set up to where the people who always have something to complain about and know that they can go out of their way to get you to lose your job, all they have to do is send a note to these guys and all it has to do is have the trigger words and the key phrases that we all know and love you know like he, he he's, a, he's a bigot he's he's this he's that all they have to do is say any of those little trigger words call you a pedophile call you an activist call you a terrorist call you a conservative call you a christian any of those things and that pretty much brands you with the black mark and then of course once they realize that yes this person is like a part of our our chosen groups but doesn't toe the line eventually you will get the letters and eventually they will get rid of you and that will be the story of you most of these people who are in these positions where pvps run and, and rule over them they don't have the right to say any damn thing that's the reason why most physicians therapists all these guys are terrified right now because they have to watch what they say they have to watch what they do or they could lose everything this is the point that's what happens when you're a house slave a high value slave is that living in a house and with all the added benefits of being a slave and no one really fucks with you and you can kind of live life all great and sweet, it's cool until you start telling the truth. A lot of doctors found this out, especially during COVID. And, and doctors are still shocked. But I mean, imagine you've devoted a life, you swore an oath to protect people and to save lives, to do no harm. Only to find out that the people that you signed a contract with have no fucking intentions of saving lives. And to them, everything's a fucking profit, even the death of children and their bodies and the dismemberment of orphans and, 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 and before they even leave the room, the womb. Like, like, are you paying attention to this talk that I'm having? Like in the beginning, we used to kill kids. The barbarians would kill the children after they burned raped and pillaged everything and killed all the fighting age men and enslaved all the weak ones and they killed all the children then except for the women now it's just different because they don't even have to take the child out of the womb to kill it now they can kill the child inside the womb imagine how god feels about that just just think about that just the, the shit, the evil shit that we do, what we think is okay. That we could kill a baby, slice it to pieces inside the mother's womb. And the Bible says that the body is the temple. <laughs> you have no idea the levels of devil worship that you all participate in. But you think that it's progress and you think that it's fresh and it's new and it's good for you. And it's only because these motherfuckers told you that it was. That's the only reason why you believe that shit. The same reason why you why, why you carry money in your pocket is because you believe it has value because we all have agreed that it has value. Now we all agree reluctantly that it has value. But we all know that it doesn't. And this is what these guys do. And this is the world in which you live. And the World Economic Forum has made it pretty damn clear that uh, there's too many of us. 
Too many of us uses breeders. These are the people who've coined the phrase that you will have nothing and be <laughs> that you will own nothing and be happy about it. This is a World Economic Forum. One of their top chairman ladies said this verbatim on a stage in front of a room full of people. Said it like laughingly. So, like these guys, they 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 know what they're doing and they're they're fully committed in doing it. Just as 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 feverishly as I'm defending our right to live, these bastards are defending their right to kill you. Am I being hyperbolic? Am I making this shit the fuck up? I don't know. You tell me why all of a sudden all these bastards like Bill Gates all of a sudden care about lab-grown meat. Even though scientists have been warning for fucking years now that all that shit that they use to make the lab-grown meat kind of could give you cancer. Not kind of, but probably could give you cancer. Because they, they use how they, man, it's, it, it's sick how they do it. Look, look into it. Look into the lab-grown meat. I dare you to. You have these motherfuckers in Ireland. I just found this out today. People in Ireland are talking about killing shit tons of fucking cows. Like shit tons of fucking dairy cows, just slaughtering them. While over here in the United States, they're destroying the farming industry. Like ripping these guys to shreds with like red tape and bureaucracy nonsense and shit. And then on the flip side, almost all of these PVP guys and Bill Gates, they're all teaming up across the globe to push out this this lab-grown meat and put it in stores and put it in your food. I mean, without even talking to you about it. Meat that's been glue, meat glue, like like sick shit, like meat glue and, and stuff like that, like for steaks and stuff. Like, bro, if you, for you people who like steaks, man. Good luck getting a real steak. Good luck. I promise you, most places you go, you ain't getting a real steak. God, but technically, because it's almost technically against the law now. So, like, I highly doubt you're getting real steak. But, I mean, we, you, you can say that you are. But I digress. I need to, I need to end this shit. Um, I want to end this on a positive note. There's not much to be positive about when you're a slave, but that's the thing, though. Christians, Christians always weathered slavery better than anybody else. And the reason why is because we serve a God of love, of love, compassion, mercy, and understanding. He's also a God of wrath. Don't get him twisted. And he's a God that loves the law. But he's a God that's fair. And so my God says that despite me being a slave, I am still to work and to move and to talk and to believe and to grow and to and to to venture out in this world as a man without fear. Because the Lord my God is with me. His rod and his wrath, they comfort me. He lays a table out before me in the presence of my enemies. He builds a hedge about me, protects me all the time. You know, my, my cup always runs over. You know, and 
that's what it is. It's though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you fear no evil, for God is with you. This is what got many a slave through slavery. Because when they take everything from you and you realize that all you have is your life and your soul, eventually you wise up and you talk to the man who keeps all souls. The only one who actually owns everything because this earth belongs to my God. It always did. And that same God, if you remember in the Bible, gave this earth to us as our birthright. This earth belongs to you. It always did. Same as your life. And any man, any man who says otherwise is your enemy. Period. But... Those who have swords and know how to use them, yet keep them sheathed, will inherit the world. We will not inherit the world with bloodbaths. It's not as simple as us going out and slaughtering all the evil men. It's not that simple. It requires love and compassion and our best foot forward all the time. Because children are watching. Because future generations are going to judge us for how we handle this shit. Because it's not as simple as us just killing all the rich bad guys and doing what the fuck we want after. It's not that simple. There are checks and balances to this game. There are consequences for bad decisions. And I promise you, if we don't nail down what a family really is what a community really needs to be, what indiscriminate love is really about, what tolerance and indifference really are, and stop dabbling in ignorance and and evil intent and all this other fucking bullshit, acting like a bunch of disgruntled employees all the damn time whenever we get told the truth, like... We, we really gotta we really gotta wake up because the net is closing and it's 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 closing like fast and I'm 40 now and I never thought that I would see a day where the government being able to end someone's life with the push of a button, it become real. But it's getting there. It's almost there. It's there in some places right now. I mean, but I mean if if you if you need proof that the that the uh, apocalypse is here, the Armageddon is here, go to Africa. South Africa. Go to South Africa and hit up those cobalt mines. Like, look into it. Look into those cobalt mines. The same shit that goes in all of our cell phones. The phone I'm listening to right now. More likely some poor child or half-alive man dug the, this shit out and so they can go on my phone. But yeah, man, if you, if you saw the conditions of that mine, because there's one, the big-ass one, it's 
the biggest one and everyone knows about it who knows anything about this shit what I'm talking about and it's just it, it looks like hell like if you it, all you have to do is switch out all the sand and rocks for flames it would look like hell just thousands of people in a pit digging for their life like it's 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 sad children pregnant women old men old women everybody in a pit ain't nobody above the pit like it's all kinds in that pit digging for their life for pennies on the dollar just so that they can survive and they ain't got no choice ain't nobody there beating them ain't nobody there making them do it ain't like old, old school slavery where they had to beat you half to death to get the job done nope like it's that desperate the perfect slave it's like I ain't even gotta tell you to get to the fucking field you gonna get there because if you don't you'll starve and die Mm. And we call this shit progress.